This is the Sea of Innovation. Welcome to our today's podcast. Um, today I'm gathered with three great innovators. Um, amongst them is our host of the day, who is uh, Samuel Karuri. I believe uh, the rest of my able panelists are able to introduce themselves. Welcome everyone. Uh, thank you, Tim. Um, my name is Paul, Paul Bushuki, and uh, I'm passionate about innovation and uh, you know the world of security as well. So that, that's me. Okay, thank, thanks Tim. My name is Alfred Gitonga, one of the innovators. Uh, thank you, thank you uh, Paul and uh, thank you uh, Fred. Uh, these are parts of our panelists today, um, where on today's topic we're going to be discussing about securing a digital life and uh, we are gathered here uh, with our technical guru uh, by the name Samuel Karuri. Samuel Karuri is a very high um, IT profiled um, security practitioner. He's been in the industry for the past 15 years and Sam brings uh, a wide bath of experience towards this conversation of the day. I believe uh, Samuel is able to do a brief introduction even as we continue. Okay, thanks team for that. Um, again, uh, maybe the, um, before you introduce the team, the, the topic of the day, I just take a <coughs> give an overhead of what you're looking for. Mostly we deal with, the, with the more of the ICT sections and more of the technical installations and security. Uh, maybe before introducing the topic, if Tim will provide us the topic, then we can be able to go ahead with the discussion. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that um, that is our uh, our technical uh, guru. Um, I believe <coughs> the conversation is going to uh, be spicy. So our topic of the day is securing uh, your digital life. Now, ever since the pandemic began, twenty twenty, there have been various ways that both um, small-sized businesses, medium-sized, and even the large entities have continued to be resilient in terms of their business continuity processes. And um, I'll speak, I think even Paul can attest to this, that um, previously, not many businesses, and, uh, you know, him being a graphic designer and uh he brings good, um, good experience towards this conversation. He can be able to attest um, that not many businesses were onboarded on the digital spaces. Is it support? Yeah, uh, I think, especially with the onset of the pandemic, we witnessed a lot of companies uh, moving towards the digital space. And of course, when more companies move towards you know, online presence, that means they also expose themselves to a certain risk of being, you know, hacked or stuff like that. Because that means you're exposing yourself, especially for working from home. Uh, let's say if the person managing your social media is working from home, that means someone can hack them because they're outside the company network or something like that. Which means a lot of companies yes moved and embraced digital space, but also more companies became exposed as a result. Yeah, uh, very true. Uh, thank you, Paul. Very true. Um, 
you know uh, we are moving from an analog um, kind of operation to the online era and if you think uh, about how the post pandemic has taught us and in terms of the exposure that uh, most of our networks have been in regards to um, when you look at the news when you look at the number of uh, uh, companies that have been hacked the number of businesses that have been able to have the ransomware the number of phishing attacks it's evident um, that no none of us was able to be prepared in regards to you know the eventuality of all of us onboarding to uh, things like cloud computing um, internet and um, various softwares so um, what we have um, now that we have uh, our guru on board I believe there are very many um, topics that we are gonna discuss and um, ju uh, just some um, I know we were with you uh, last year when uh, uh, the pandemic hit and um, I, I, I'll, I'll be interested just to, to hear um, what have uh, been some of the ways or rather what have been some of the techniques that businesses have uh, continued to ensure that they they remain resilient and they continue to operate even as people have been working from home and people have been moving from the urban areas and customers have not been easily um, uh, interacted uh, with um, their um, um, with, um, the, with, the, with the number of people. So Samuel, are you able to just share a number of ways that businesses have been able to ensure, ensure continuity? What are some of the, the technical or the, the, the methods that have been used in regards to this? Yes, um, Tim, I can share like two or three points I have. <clears throat> um, for for cyber security and, and data security in their the homes, uh, this new system, uh, actually new routers that people are coming up with that have firewalls that will be able to counter any, any phishing attack on your network. That only make sure that you have any browser because most of the people are online, <coughs> working online. The new, they're very simple routers that have firewalls inbuilt. A, a long time ago, you had to buy a firewall software on top of um, the, your, your components. But now it's inbuilt. That, that's ensuring people are safe. Um, <coughs> the other thing people, uh, business have kept a uh, Afloat in business is a uh, digital advertising. Most people are doing digital advertising mostly because that's easy. Because everyone is at home, they're able to see their their adverts online. That may make the business run as we go on. The other thing is um, people are running to the, this more like technical installation. People are running towards uh, simplified systems, wireless systems that are very simple but secure your home when you're, when you're there. Because uh, of the pandemic, most people unable to, to, to afford high price security systems. So people are going to simple ones that are working perfectly. You go the wireless systems, the wireless fire systems. Now, even the car tracking stuff, they're, they're, they're cheap. They're cheap in the market and they're working the same way. Those are my main points. Oh, all right, uh, thank you. Um, thank you, uh, thank you, Sam. So I, I believe, uh, Fred, are you able to share something on, something on this, Sam? Huh? Okay, but, uh, thanks, Steve. Uh, in regards to 
in regards to this is uh, where we are securing our digital life as at now everything has shifted whereby digital digitalization has made our lives easier in so many ways but on the other end it has brought some challenges whereby in the latest uh, data research it shows most of people have transformed to the digital life but the current state of mind comes it comes to personal data and online security that uh, reveals two things whereby people think uh, all the online and cell phone activities are being tracked and the trackers they believe belong to the advertisers the tech companies and other firms whereby also three quarters worry about how firms and government use their online data that's a very good point alfred um especially when it comes to uh, social platforms keeping track of uh, whose data i think we have had concerns about facebook especially and how facebook maintains uh, people's data i think it was either earlier this year or last year when people were, wanted to leave whatsapp because people had believed that whatsapp was keeping record of their messages so i believe in the digital space there's an element of uh, is my data safe is my data secure and i think i'd pose that question to to sam as in what do you think people can do to protect themselves against uh, you know data privacy and all that okay in con- continuation to what paul is saying um <clears throat> um the, the most the other risky part is our uh, kids kids with the internet because you never know what your kid are doing there what you do you, you you're able to manage your systems like uh, it's called a parental control system where you, the kids are not able to access the site that are not supposed to be accessed by the kids because you never know your kid might leave your passwords there for um internet banking and it's possible someone will just fish up their editors and uh and run away with it and do all the manners they can do that So there's also that feature of um, parental control and what information your kids can able to access online and what they can't access. Thank you. Yeah, uh, very true. Uh, thank you, Sam. I, I believe uh, for most of us have grown uh, being exposed to computers and uh, the feature of parent, parental control systems is a feature that not many of us use um, in our devices. Um, if now on your case, For example, if you are able to download an application, uh, not many of us are able to give a keen eye on uh, the things that are being downloaded. You find a people downloading everything um, in the Chrome or even from the Play Store. And uh, I think uh, some brings it out clearly. The, 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 some of the ways that we need to ensure that we are secured Uh, in the digital uh, the digital spaces is just to enforce the parental systems yeah uh, across all our devices uh, these are uh, 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 the mobile phones uh, even in the TVs especially for our children um, it's not really safe if some of them are exposed to content that they're not supposed to be exposed at a very young age um, password encryption is also very important um, I believe Uh, if we have two factor authentication uh, this will clearly help and um, you know uh, just for example as a parent or even as a guardian if you are having uh, if you want your child to be able to access some applications and you're far away you know two factor authentication method will also help you yeah just a simple text 
that is sent to your mobile phone you know just notifying you that your child is about to uh, access a space or the content that um, you had encrypted earlier I think it will really uh, uh, be nice so even as we move our conversation uh, forward so I'll just ask Paul uh, what are some of the methods that businesses have used to ensure that they remain in operation and uh, I think uh, you know you use picking uh, as a graphic designer with a good experience so I don't know what are some of the methods that businesses have used to to ensure they remain in operation especially in the post pandemic era I think um I think one of the key things businesses have done is ensuring that they invest in marketing and especially digital marketing. So what you've seen, especially with the onset of the, of the pandemic, is that companies invested more into ensuring that their digital advertisements were, were running and running across uh, targeted platforms that they, they know they can attract an audience. So you saw more advertisements being pushed on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and also you saw more companies engaging in webinars we we experienced so many webinars uh, in the past in the past year that it's become almost quite common for you to attend a webinar for a company what people are trying to explain how a product works or try and sell a new product and i think that has become common practice in today's uh, business world people are, are trying to use digital space as much as possible and um, and I think the webinar is on is on that stands out the most. Um, the use of Zoom and uh, Microsoft Teams and uh, Google Meet. These have been key plat- platforms for companies to promote their services and to reach a wide audience, which I think previously they would not have been able to reach because before it was it was paid for webinars and it was paid for uh, seminars. But now it's webinars where you can just log in from the comfort of your home. So I think those have been key areas where people have advanced. A very, very well said. Um, yeah, Apple brings out a very clear um, and profound issue. And um, we've had platforms coming up, talk of our webinars, talk of Zoom, talk of uh, Microsoft Teams and Google Meet. I'm just wondering, Fred, uh, what has been your user preference or, or experience as regards to uh, these platforms and what, uh, what, um, in terms of security, how is uh, someone um, supposed to, you know, uh, protect themselves or even ensure that um, they are well in order while using um, all these uh, platforms? <clears throat> okay, th- thank you, Tim. Uh, in regards to that point, actually. Distancing yourself from uh, the digital monopolies like Google is now actually more much of important than ever. It is so unfortunate. On the other hand, protecting your online privacy <coughs> is something that you need to start as at today. <coughs> Where it comes now, you ask yourself, there's a question that raises in your mind. Why is it actually, why is it uh, <coughs> online security important? And why do you need to secure your data? That uh, creates a similar mindset that uh, I don't know. I don't need to worry about online privacy because actually there's no one who cares about you. Of which now, as at, as we speak as at now, using the the platforms like for Zoom and uh, Teams, they actually made us uh, easy for us because I don't have to be 
to be there personally for, to hold a meeting whereby it saves me time and also i'm able to address every issue well through that media and hold a very successful meeting uh, yeah thank you fred uh sam uh, any, any contributing comment on on this topic you know uh you speak from the back and and um you're able to witness some of the the malfunctionings that are able to happen when one is using this uh, kind of uh, platforms what are some of the risks that a company needs to take note of or even a corporate entity a family um you know what what are some of the risks that they need to take note even while using all these platforms mm, thanks tim uh, maybe to, uh, to before i come to the risk maybe what i will do is either uh, business continuity was was making a people are able to meet their clients online you don't have to go to see your client wherever they are you just need to book a meeting and you're sure your clients are well updated on where you are you're able to discuss issues about the company and sorted they don't have to go there physically the second thing is about uh, the risks involved in the, in the online meetings apl- applications initially when they started um, there were risk of data data uh, insecurity data insecurity but um, currently the apps that are there right now they are encrypted the backend the backend side of the app is encrypted and there's no way you can lose your data but you because you also share documents in the meetings and you can you can uh, share the documents in the meetings but um people can be well assured that uh, the data is encrypted when if someone receives it on the other end they're not able to get the document as it is they have to decrypt it on the other end thank you Tim. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah some um I, i i like the comment on uh encryption on the apps and um i'm just wondering uh what are some of the risks uh what are some of the experiences uh that some of us have been have been getting well we've been using um uh, this app uh, paul what are some of the um, <laughs> tell, can you tell us just one one example of a huge risk or an experience that you had and you 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 became vulnerable to uh to the situation i think with <laughs> online meetings it it brings about some some funny problems so for example forgetting to to mute your mic <laughs> when, when you when it's not your turn to talk <laughs> or or forgetting to stop your your video i think i think some people have been uh, have been exposed to certain situations where you find yourself in a very high profile meeting but your camera is not off and you are doing other things or your mic was not off and you started you know holding another phone call while in a meeting i think those ones are slightly less invasive but still to some extent uh, they can they can lead to someone's reputation being spoiled especially if if you end up going to the extremes um but on the other end there has been the issue of about um documentation and and security of the documentation that is being shared within uh, platforms i think with this online platforms um yes they've allowed for us to to enjoy the benefits of being able to communicate with ease from the comfort of our homes or wherever we feel fit but to some extent it also has exposed uh, company security in terms of why if someone is holding a meeting in the presence of someone else who is maybe a competitor or something like that and what if your competitor actually joins into your meeting and you don't know that he's present so it's basically like uh, almost like a spy is in, in your meeting and he's listening into everything that you're discussing so if someone's video is off someone's um, mic is off 
you can have a competitor by the way in your meeting and he's listening to everything you're discussing maybe you use someone else's uh, account to log in and stuff like that so i think that's an element where companies need to be careful because again people may be exposed to to spies maybe even you never know yeah yeah uh, thank you paul uh, you know those are some of the um experiences that many of us have gotten while using the virtual platforms and i believe this is just the start of it and um, i believe africa is um, on the move in regards to ensuring that we are also uh on yeah, we're also onboarding some of the um um, um, um great, uh, great aspects and you know yeah ensuring that systems are built to ensure that um you're not having an instance where you are logged but you 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 are logged somewhere else in terms of many people you know aspects of vulnerability and and, and risks so uh, i think we are headed towards the last topic and um uh, i wanted us to discuss on cloud computing and i think this is where now uh, our it specialist um someone i think can be able to just uh, give an elaboration on cloud computing with businesses now moving to the online space there is need now um of businesses now having an an ERP you know um just ensuring that now they move everything to the internet platform previously before this we had softwares like Bitrix i don't know uh, Paul and Fred uh, do we do we remember any any other software you're talking about Facebook Place or it was Facebook Work something Facebook Space or something it was about Facebook but for work i can't remember that name yeah 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 and also there were telegram so there were just instances in terms of how people are going to be able to translate all their businesses and their employees to the digital space so sam um i just wanted to to give us a brief take on cloud computing and why is it necessary you know even the documentation the privacy um all the all all the all the 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 the, the, the clientele why why is it necessary for us to 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 incorporate cloud computing and um you know make it part and parcel of any business entity and um without i believe we also bring uh, the element of ensuring that um we discuss topics like cyber security i believe that is what um paul and fred will just summarize on so um paul uh, i mean sam um, just give us what what's your take on cloud computing next team okay um, on cloud computing we're looking at uh, automation of um, the ICT services like you don't have to carry your hard disk all the time too you to carry the hard disk everywhere you're going and can get lost and maybe there was one 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 scenario where one of our staff members lost their laptop well it was a it was a funny kind of story but uh, coincidentally they were hiding some stuff from the management so it's easy to do cloud computing like you have the <coughs> shared folders that automated every time you work on a document on your machine it's uploaded automatically to the the cloud that way you are sure that even if someone leaves the company or someone just misplaces their their laptop or their machine or crashes you are sure the data you have that backup back up there on the same side on the same note you have uh, the automated ERP systems these are end-to-end systems that runs all the departments you can be able to see everything that's happening from whoever instituted who authorized who who confirmed uh, like uh, who approved with budgeting and all that data is saved in the in the in the server so even if someone leaves the company there be always a trail to show which process started who's, who who approved and all that so there's that security of data uh, the other thing is also about the cloud backups 
instead of buying big servers like um, that are very expensive just pay for the cloud space it's even easier and very fast than, than the normal servers because the overheads for equipment are very high not compared to the cloud storage thank you yeah i, I think uh, uh sam um the, i love the element of uh, cost efficiency and even uh privacy and time um time is also factored in um bring up uh companies would you know invest a lot of money and capital on purchasing a server and uh, these servers will even occupy a big space isn't it, isn't it so sound yeah, yeah they will <coughs> occupy a big space in an, in an office and in a room but with the cloud computing i believe the servers are not uh the cloud computing is a cheaper option uh compared to 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 the physical server and um you know when when now businesses are moving to, to the cloud and um, there come risks that are going to be involved. Uh, I just uh, I want to have a few from Paul and Fred. Um, why is it important now for us to tighten our 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 strings in, in regards to uh, securing ourselves in, in the in the cloud computing space? Why is it important? Why why do why why do we need to ensure that we have a security protocols in the in the cloud computing? And why do we need to invest in that area? So I think Fred and Paul. Right. Uh, I'll start off. Um, so there's an article from African News that highlighted that about 29% of corporate users in Kenya experienced financial malware attacks in the first half of 2021. So that was just financial malware attacks. But this was the, there's also the element of data protection and the attacks that can be the companies can be exposed from that. So you see that especially since we moved online. Uh, because of the pandemic and more companies were embracing the digital space, it left a lot of companies exposed. So that's one of the key reasons why uh, ensuring that cybersecurity is an area where companies focus on is very important because the attacks are increasing and not a single company is left left, uh, protected. That means we're all exposed to some extent and we have to ensure that we've implemented measures to keep us safe. Um, I think if more companies realize the need for cybersecurity, the numbers that we're seeing with 29% of people being exposed to financial malware attacks will significantly reduce because I think for the most part, people have thought uh, cybersecurity is something you know for, for foreign companies or for not really locally. Locally, it's international, multinationals which are focused on that, but actual local, uh, small, medium enterprises don't really focus on it as much because they don't see the point of it. But we're seeing an increase in cases of attacks, which means now companies have to really invest in it to protect their data and even protect their finances in the in the long run. So I think that's why it's important. I think, thank, thank you so much, Paul, um, even for um, just elaborating that it's not about uh, us concentrating on the foreign markets. Um, the fact that there has been a 29% increase of attacks, uh, big malware to corporate entities um, around the Eastern African region kind of shows you how much um, most of us are vulnerable and our businesses are vulnerable, especially the SMEs. Uh, Fred, do you have um, anything to talk about in that area? Okay, <clears throat> thank you, Tim. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, often some organizations take their data security lightly, and as a result, they fall uh, being victims of cyber attacks. 
hence it is a serious matter of how cyber attacks are shaping in every from possible in order to stay one step ahead of the development in technology now gives you a reason for you to understand why actually cyber security is important for a company due to the rise of this uh, cyber cyber crimes whereby it, it doesn't uh, actually depend on is it on large scale or uh, or the firm is in small scale hackers and cyber criminals spare no one uh, on another point uh, the importance is there's a there's a bridge over to security gap whereby human resources and IT resources have always been one of the most important aspects of an organization whereby regardless of these their dependency on each other there has always been a security gap between both aspects it also cuts your your cost of cyber risks whereby cyber attacks today are not only multiplying in numbers but also multiplying the cost of damage created Thank you so much, uh, uh, Fred and Paul, uh, just for punching it straight away and, uh, uh, you know, telling us how much it's really of a huge risk. So uh, thank you so much, everyone, um, for participating in today's uh, podcast. Thank you so much, our Apple host, uh, Samuel Karuri. Thank you to my two great innovators, Paul and uh, Fred. Um, I believe uh, there's more to this discussion. And yeah, see you around next time. I've been your host of today. Uh, Bye.